This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal Raw Reaction Show. Joining you in the morning after Arsenal's 1-1 draw, but ultimate penalty defeat against Sporting Club de Portugal last night in the Europa League. It was it was a really disappointing evening. It was a really, really disappointing evening last night. Um, and I'm going to be very honest with you, there's no PowerPoint this morning. It's going to be a slightly shorter show than usual. I got in, as you can probably tell from my eyes, at about 2 a.m. last night. It was uh, uh, obviously finished the game, had to do some work afterwards, went down to the mix zone, uh, spoke to one of the players, and uh, yeah, the uh, then the long walk back along Holloway Road and then along Liverpool Road back to where I'd parked to drive uh, about an hour and a half uh, to get home. And by the time I left the Emirates, it had gone midnight. Um, so yes, very tired this morning, um, looking a little bit worse for wear. So apologies, I'm not at my peak, but I did not want to let you, uh, go without your morning therapy. And this might be some therapy for all of us today. So if you could drop a like on the video, that'd be really appreciated. Let us know your thoughts as well in the comments section down below on the game. And of course your thoughts, if you're joining us live in the chat box as well. Uh, good morning to Matt G, to Rich, to Arasilki, to Carl, Clincy. Rancid, uh, Alex, Yomi, uh, Mike in Perth, Martin, Akmal, Red Star, Alpha, uh, Mark, Omar, and the rest of you guys as well. So, yes, as I say, no PowerPoint this morning, I'm afraid. Um, I must have got up at about 7.20, um, which is usually about an hour later than I usually do to put these shows together. And uh, I needed it because, I mean, getting up at half six after four and a half hours sleep would have been silly. Really silly. Um, so let's talk about this. The way I'm looking at this game is, as I always try to do, is to <laughs> land on the optimistic side of things and to look at what the positives are of, unfortunately, crashing out of the competition. And we'll focus on that before I go into some of the criticisms that I've got. Um, obviously, 11 games now is all that remains. That Arsenal have a guaranteed 11-game run until the end of the season. 
and it feels an incredibly small amount of games all of a sudden a really small amount of games all of a sudden um and i think that that hopefully can provide some context around what arsenal is trying to achieve this season we have a great opportunity to win the league and don't get me wrong i wanted to progress and so did the club i can tell you that for sure the club wanted to progress to the europa league as well and see if they could win a european competition this season it couldn't happen uh, and we will from the looks of things, bid farewell to the Europa League as well, with Champions League football all but guaranteed for next season. But if you look at the season now and the way in which it lays out, Arsenal play Crystal Palace this weekend. After the international break, we have Leeds United at home. Then where we would have played um, after the Liverpool game, a Europa League quarterfinal, we don't have that. Then we have a week's rest to then play West Ham. We then have a week's rest before we play Friday night against Southampton instead of Sunday, which would have preluded and does prelude the Manchester City game on Wednesday. So Arsenal are now getting two days extra rest ahead of that Man City game they usually would have done. We then play Chelsea on the 29th, three days after Man City. That is going to be a test for us for sure. And then we have a week break until Newcastle. Now, we would have played a Europa League semi-final had we progressed in the week of May uh, the 7th or 8th. Um, but instead, we'll have a week break and then we'll play Brighton. We then would have had to play the second leg of the semi-final, but instead, before the penultimate game and the last away game of the season, we'll have a week's break before we play Nottingham Forest. And then finally, we'll have a week's break before we play Wolves on the final day of the Premier League season. And I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, if we had thrown in those Europa League fixtures, this would have been a significantly trickier challenge to try and win the league. And that's how I'm looking at things. But... I do not want to get into the situation of feeling, I don't know, I don't want to get into the situation of feeling down about this. Now, the problem that Arsenal have on the weekend now is that Crystal Palace have sacked Patrick Vieira. Um, that's news that has just dropped literally four minutes ago. And so Arsenal will be facing a Crystal Palace team without a coach for the second time in 2023. And the first time that happened, of course, well, I say without a coach, but potentially with the benefit of a new manager bounce uh, on Sunday when Patrick Vieira's replacement, be that internal, be that external, we don't know who they're going to appoint in his place yet. We don't know if that's going to happen in time for the weekend's game or not. But Arsenal will now have to face another new managerial bounce potentially on Sunday at the Emirates. Not only that, but of course, the 120 minutes that Arsenal played last night is going to contribute significantly. And there are some real setbacks in terms of injuries. The big one is Takahiro Tomiyasu because he looks like he could be out for the rest of the season. He left the game on crutches. He walked past us in the mix zone and did not look comfortable at all. Uh, it could be a serious knee injury that season ruled out, as I say, for the rest of the season, potentially even throughout pre-season, maybe into the start of next season. That is pure speculation right now. But with knee injuries, these can be significantly long-term problems that we will have to wait and assess. So let's let's wait. Um, let's wait and see what happens. Um, and then, of course, William Saliba is the other big casualty of the evening. Uh, he left the field in the first half with what was said to be a precaution because he felt discomfort. Um, I saw him walk through the mix zone pretty comfortably and fine. It didn't look like he was in too much discomfort. But you, of course, can't tell too much from somebody just walking through a mix zone. I'm hoping that that was done because they didn't want to take any risks and that's completely fair enough. The benefit that Arsenal have, of course, is they play Crystal Palace on Sunday. Um, and then, of course, what happens after Sunday is we have the international break. So I'm hoping that we were, and we have, 
a situation where now uh, we're going to see them get some rest. Uh, we know that Saliba may not there go for, may therefore not go away with France. We know Ben White's not going with England, so he can get a rest. We know that all the Brazilian lads are staying as well. They're going to get a rest. So let's hope that we can find ourselves recharged and refreshed after this international break. Let's go into the game. The lineup was stronger than I was expecting. And I don't think there can be too many complaints, um, to be honest, about Arsenal going for a strong team. We started Gabriel Jesus, Saliba, Gabriel. Um, Tommy Asu, of course, started. And then White came on. Zinchenko started at left back. Ramsdale starting there. Xhaka uh, starting in the midfield. Jorginho coming in was not a surprise. I personally would have started Partey. But to be honest, seeing him fit and ready for the next game is going to be more important than anything else in the world with a league campaign moving forwards. And then the front line, as I say, Jesus, Martinelli, and then just Nelson for Saka. And people have been crying out for Saka to get a rest. He didn't necessarily get that rest because he had to come on with a significant period of the game, still left to play an extra time. But people have been calling out for Saka to get a rest for quite some time, and they got that. Nelson, I thought, was decent. I liked his tenacity. I liked the way he worked his way into the box. He created a great chance and a crosser. Uh, across that went into the box that Jesus just missed a chance at the back post. But uh, Arsenal, never in the first half in particular, never really looked comfortable. On the counter again, Sporting had some great power and presence. And I think that the one thing I have to hold my hands up and say is that I completely un- uh, underestimated Sporting. And to be fair, so have all the people that I've spoken to about Sporting and even their own fans, I think, have been surprised by their performances in the two games against Arsenal. The expectation from them was that this would be fairly comfortable for Arsenal to go through. And maybe that's because Arsenal made significant changes to the team across the two legs whereas Sporting did not do that. And Sporting played their starting eleven in both games to the best of their ability, despite suspensions and injuries, etc. And Sporting going through to the next round, obviously, is a demonstration that in, this Euro- in these European competitions, especially next season with the Champions League, is that Arsenal probably can't afford to make six or seven changes to their team unless they buy some significant competitive quality to certain areas of the field. And that's a tough challenge. That's not a criticism of the squad at all. Because finding players that can give you as much as Bakaya Saka, give you as much as Thomas Partey, give you as much as Saliba or Gabriel is going to be very, very tough for Arsenal to try and do. But that is the challenge for Arsenal in the summer is they need to build a squad that has greater competition for places and certainly has players that aren't significantly worse off than the players that start in front of them. That is going to be very difficult indeed. But that's the challenge that's on the table for Edu Arteta and the rest of the recruitment team this June and July and August. So, individual performances. Um, Gabriel, I thought, again, good. Really happy with his display. Zinchenko better than the first leg as well. Jorginho I was happy with, despite I know that he's not Partey. I thought had a good game. Um, I don't think I'd come back away from this and suggest that Jorginho was ever an issue. Certainly, pushing things in the final third was very much what I wanted to see from our deep line midfielder. And he did that. Xhaka had a very good game on the field as well. Vieira. Now, Vieira's big challenge for me is always going to be around the physicality argument. And can he show people, can he prove to people that he's not lightweight? And I thought he did that in certain aspects of his game. He was winning headers. He was jumping in for tackles. And that was better. But his execution of his final pass or final decision-making was not there was not there for me at all. And that needs to be better. And the thing about Vieira is I know that he can be better. And that was probably one of the worst performances from Vieira that we've seen in an Arsenal shirt. I'm not going to crucify the guy because, frankly, I know he's better than that. And there's no benefit at all 
to crucify Vieira in this game whatsoever because we know that he's, we've invested a lot of money in him. We know the clubs see plenty in him and we know that we've seen plenty of him, not just here, but of course in Porto where he had a fantastic season last season and contributed plenty of goals and assists and can be better. Um, but to be honest, Vieira was was poor. Um, and uh, despite, I don't, despite me thinking he was good, and to be fair, knowing he was good in the away leg, this was a completely different, different one for me. And I would have liked to have seen Odegaard come on earlier, but to be fair, there is an argument that Odegaard needed a bit of a rest as well. And and this is the type of game that we're supposed to rely on, um, rely on 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 someone like Vieira to come in and provide the competition. Jesus sharp, really happy with Jesus. His forty-five minutes. It's so frustrating because arguably he would have played a little bit longer in the game. But the injuries to Tommy Asu and Saliba meant that we had to make the change at half-time. Because if we hadn't have made the change at half-time, it means that we would have lost the opportunity to make any changes um, in that half-time period. Because if you think about it, we'd already made two. You can then only make one more in normal time in the open field of play. And if you want to make more than one change, it's more likely to, to spread them out and even them out. So he had to come off at half-time. And that was a real frustration um, for me, seeing Jesus go off, because I thought he looked sharp. But... Um, I'm really, I'm really, really, really hoping that what we see from Jesus is potentially a start on Sunday against Palace again, because he's played 45, he played 20. We're building it up. I think he could play 60 minutes quite comfortably on Sunday. Get that goal, get him in the team, get him playing. Uh, you could potentially bring in Trossard if you needed to for Martinelli. If you feel like Martinelli's 120 minutes that he played yesterday is enough to rule him out. So you play Trossard, Jesus, Saka as the front three against Crystal Palace. And I think that was probably enough, hopefully, to do the job. Speaking of Trossard, but he came on really, really unlucky Trossard with that chance. Fantastic save from Adan. Agonizingly hit the post. Always the argument's going to be that the forward should score a one-on-one -on -one opportunity. But I thought it was a good save. I thought that Trossard did everything right in that moment and was unfortunate to hit the post uh, with the strike that was tipped onto it by Adan. Um, what we conceded... I mean, I, I guess I could talk about our goal briefly. Good work from Martinelli on the left-hand side. Great ball through to him as well. Jorginho, great pass, you've got to say. Um, people discussing whether or not Jorginho was exactly good enough. Um but uh, you have to you have to credit the pass through to, to Martinelli. It was fantastic. And then Xhaka in the right place, the right time to finish. And it was an excellent finish from Xhaka as well, who needed that fifth goal of his season. First goal of 2023, I believe, certainly stepped up. Um, but yes, uh, who's the player that I was going to talk about? Oh, I've forgotten. Trossard. Uh, no, not Trossard. Uh, yeah, no, it was Trossard. I think with Trossard, that what we saw, as I said already, you know, unlucky with the chance, but... I liked his energy. I liked his movement. I like what he brings to the team. Pushes into the, the the wide spaces. Did really well in that sense. And I think he's going to be a massive asset. Their goal. What a goal. That might be one of the best, if not the best goal I've ever seen live in terms of its just individual quality. Nelson's goal a couple of weekends ago, you know, you can't legislate for the drama and the moment and the emotion of a goal like that. And it was a great goal on his left foot as well. But in terms of... In, in terms of that goal, I think that might be the best goal that I've ever, ever seen live in the flesh. It was a brilliant strike. And the irony is that, you know, I've sat here and those that have listened to the channel for some time know that I'm a big fan of Pedro Gonçalves. And I've certainly um, campaigned for Arsenal to potentially look at him as a, as a signing. So when he popped up with the goal, it was a case of frustrating irony. Um, but probably... 
probably the best guy I've ever seen in the flesh. Because the thing is, I don't think that Ramsdale saves that, even if he's on his line. That's how good of a strike it is. The way that it dips just underneath the bar, there's arguments that Ramsdale could not even save that, even if he wasn't backtracking. It's that good of an opportunity um, and that good of a moment uh, for him. And, and, and what a strike. Fair play to him. Uh, and then, ultimately, Arsenal couldn't take their chances. We had a ball cleared off the line uh, in the final moments of the game. Uh, of course, we've already talked about Trossard hitting the post. It, Yeah, I mean... Arsenal had opportunities and Adan was probably man of the match. Uh, ultimately saved the penalty in the end as well for Martinelli to win them the game effectively. But um, yeah, Adan was was very good. Very, very good indeed. He's an experienced goalkeeper, has worked his way around. I think he's formerly of Real Madrid as well, but obviously he didn't play too much for them um, and played more of his games for Real Betis and Atletico Madrid. No, not, yeah, it was Betis. Um, formerly of Real Madrid has played only seven games for them, but of course came through their youth academy. 160 games for Betis before moving to Atletico, which was their backup keeper. There's now been at Sporting where he's played 88 league games for them. Plenty of experience for the 35-year-old goalkeeper. Very experienced and did very, very well. Um, so there you go. Uh, that's going to bring an end to part one. I'm going to take some of your thoughts and your questions now in part two, and we'll go through how you're feeling after yesterday's disappointing result. Okay, uh, let's jump into the chat box and see what you guys are saying. Uh, Christian says, if we end up second in the league and we end up having the same season as Spurs, uh, who in your mind should be held accountable? Um, accountable? I struggle with that question a lot because I think this is the type of question, and Christian, with all due respect, this is the type of question that shows a level of entitlement and a lack of context if Arsenal finished if, if I'd have said to you at the start of the season Arsenal are going to finish second which by the way I don't think it's going to happen I'm really I'm, I'm really optimistic and confident about winning the league really optimistic and confident about winning the league but if I'd have said to you at the start of the season that Arsenal are going to finish second this year and they are going to push the title race right to the end you would have, you would have been like no what are you talking about what are you talking about Arsenal going for Champions League football and, you know, we'll be, we'll be, have done well to get fourth this season and we will take that. And if I offered you fourth at the start of the season, I think a lot of people would have taken it. Accountable? I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I really, 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 really don't get it. I don't get this mindset at all of always having to go, who's accountable? Who should be sacked? Who has to go? We're, we're top of the league. We're five points clear at the top of the table. What are, what are people doing? Really asking those types of questions. I don't get it. Really frustrates me. Um, Giant Goose says, yes, Arsenal bottled it, but not much because of complacency, rather due to the quality of the opposition. I also think there is certainly luck involved. I mean, we hit the post, had a, had a shot cleared off the line, and they score a goal that you will never see again. And ever, ever, ever. You will never, ever see again that goal at the Emirates. So there is a huge amount of misfortune including the injuries, of course. Arsenal, I've never seen so much misfortune in a game for Arsenal. If, oh, by the way, Lohoz, the referee, goodness me. I mean, I know he's got a reputation, but woof, woof. Um, 
<laughs> Jay, don't say anything negative about the club, man. Tom will shoot you down. Some of us want to win trophies, pal. Look, I understand that. And I've wanted to win trophies too. But a lot of the people, including you, Jay, have been asking for this manager to be gone for a long time. And you look like you're in the right mud now compared to where we are, compared to where you wanted us to be, which was with another coach. So if you want to get real about things, that's the most real you're going to get. So you need to start holding your hands up for what you wanted this club to do a lot longer and for a lot of a longer period than I ever wanted it to happen. Um, let's go to James. The age and experience in our team is in the midfield. And so for me, they hold the most responsibility. I just felt that Xhaka and Jorginho, who were looking to add that, to, dis uh, to dictate and guide the team, um, potentially, you know, I think that Xhaka and, and Jorginho in the midfield is always going to be a bit of a risky combination, especially against a team with the speed of sporting. They are rapid. They've got so many, so, 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 so many quick players that that is always, always going to be a tricky dynamic to try and manage things. Um, in terms of uh, Yomi says, Tom, I'm highly disappointed that I wanted us to win the cup, but we have the league also to focus on. And Arteta and the team I trust, fair play to you, mate. Um, uh, let's go to Ray Bean says, true, Tom, wasn't our night. Soccer gods and the referee certainly wanted sporting to win. Uh, Guna Legend says, we have been magnificent this season. We just need to back the boys and see where it takes us. Absolutely, Charlie. Yeah, the ref was indeed terrible. Um, Carl says, sorry, Tom, I've seen it twice live now. <laughs> oh, man, the curse. The curse are there. Dan says, we are cursed in Europe. How can you explain a high-profile club like Arsenal losing out to Olympiacos, Villarreal and now sporting in European uh, seasons consecutively? This can never be a coincidence. I think, obviously, there is that lack of experience of this team in European competition. Of course, we weren't in it last season. Um, and I think that if we're going to move forwards, it's going to be about adding strength in depth to the squad. There are other priorities this season. We know that. And I think all of us wanted to go through in this competition. A lot of people... I'm not... Look, at the end of this season... I'm not necessarily, if we've won the league, going to be worrying at all about the Europa League competition whatsoever. And I certainly don't think anyone could be pointing the finger at Arteta for the team that he played, because he played a stronger team than I think most people were expecting or even wanting him to play last night. And then you find the balances. Well, if you can't find yourself sitting there and going, well, I want to see a strong team, and then Saliba gets injured, what you're often seeing is, oh, why has he gone and thrown those guys in? Now we've cost ourselves potentially the league by throwing those players in. But on the other hand, I really wanted to win this game. And apparently, you know, we've got to go and win trophies and stuff. So he's got to play a strong team, which he did. You know, the, the hypocrisy is, is certainly there. Uh, Christian says, sorry, Tom, with all due respect, we as a fan base need to raise our stands. Oh, I can't get this, this thing about raising our stands. What have you been watching? Like, honestly, what have people been watching about this club? The standards are up here. Did you listen to Edu in the summer when he turned around and said, I don't care about the Champions League qualification. Arsenal are a club that need to finish as high up the table as possible. And whilst people were sitting there and saying, oh, we've got to get Champions League this season, they weren't saying that inside the club this summer. They were not saying that inside the club. In the club, they were saying, let's win the league. When Mohamed Elneny spoke after Nuremberg in the friendly game in pre-season, what did he say? He said, I want to win the league. When Zinchenko was interviewed about this, he said about saying in the dressing room, we need to win the league. And whilst there were some laughs at the start of the campaign, there is nobody laughing now. And people like yourself, Christian, are not laughing now. 
because Arsenal are in a position where they could potentially win a title this season. So questions of raising standards is frankly pathetic and misses the entire complex of what Arsenal are achieving this season. With the second youngest team, the second youngest manager, a manager that wanted plenty of people, including myself at some stage, to throw in the bin and get rid and move on from. With those players and that coach and the additions that have been made by Edu and the executive team at the club, they've built a side that are going well and further beyond what anyone expected the club this season. And people have the cheek, the arrogance, the entitlement to say that we should raise our standards this season. Are you joking? This club is in a greater position than we have ever dreamed it could be in this point, in its transition, in its growth, in its process. And yet we find ourselves sitting here saying we need to raise our standards when the manager that we have been calling to be gone a couple of years ago, some weeks, months ago, wanted to be gone has put out a very, very strong team last night that was very unfortunate not to get a result, were it not for the post, were it not for clearing off the line, and were it not for a freak goal from the footballing gods and from a poor refereeing performance once again. And again, that we lost two key members of the squad in the first minutes of the game, which cost us our way of managing the performance in the second half. For anyone to have the cheek to suggest that we have to raise our standards is a joke. It is a joke. Because if you want to talk about the standards of this football club, they have been trying to do what you've been asking them to do for a long time. And if you're too blind to see that, I can't help you. Because what this team have achieved this season is fantastic and will continue to be fantastic. And I'm confident that we will continue to go on to hopefully win the league. Because it is certainly what we should be looking to achieve and way beyond what I expected us to do. And that is certainly something that I'm very proud of this team for doing. Uh, let's go to Chris says, uh, Tom, who would you love to see us acquire in the summer from this sporting side? Wouldn't be surprising if Arsenal comes back for Pedro Gonçalves uh, in the summer. A player that, as I've said before and have said on the channel before, I would love to see at Arsenal. Um, let's go to uh, Vivian says, if we win the league, some fans will want a statue of Arteta. If we lose by one point, it will be accountable and should be sacked. The hypocrisy is real. Carl says, think we should rename this show's Tom Early Morning Rant. I, I thought I was tired. I'm wide awake now. They've woken me up. They have woken me up. The people that have been creeping out of the cracks that can't wait to set upon this team at any opportunity that they get. They've come out of the closet today. They really have. And they are coming out to really attack us. Really out to attack us. Coming out of the closet. That means something different. <laughs> Certainly, coming out of the cracks. That's what I meant. Uh, Matthew says, Tom, you're never going to convince those people. I still see those that wanted Arteta out saying that they'll only say that wrong if we win the league. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, Kev says, uh, Ken says, Odegaard should have come on around the 60th minute mark. Think it, it would have saved our evening. Um, maybe, you know, that was the only change that we could make though in the second half. And you've then got to try and balance things, haven't you? You've made two changes in the first half. You can only make three substitutions for, during open play until the extra time where you can make one more across the five to six subs that you get during the game. It was it, the, those two injuries that cost us two of our sub opportunities from open play in the first half really did affect things in the second. Um, Jay, look, I'm going to say this right now. Here is your open invitation. I'm not working this morning. You know, I've got a day off this morning. Got a little bit of a job to do later in the, in the morning. But I'm happy to extend this to Jay, to Christian, to anybody that would like to come on the show, would like to come on and say this argument. So instead of sitting behind a keyboard, sitting behind a computer screen, if anyone has a problem, if anyone would like to come on the show and talk about standards, 
that would talk, like to talk about saying that this is pathetic from Arsenal, say that the club needs to be better, that it's still got an issue with the manager. Here is your open invitation. Don't sit there quietly behind your keyboards. Here is your invitation. Linked, that will be in the description as well. Uh, let me just to today's uh, description. So if you would like to come on, I'm not saying to people that if you agree with me, right, if you agree with me, don't jump in because I don't need people coming in and agree with me. The whole point of this opportunity I'm handing out here is for people to come on and say, we need to raise our standards. This is the, the call to those people that think like Jay and like Christian that we need to raise our standards. Refresh your feeds. Click the link. And come in and have a conversation with me about it instead of sitting behind your keyboards. I would very much appreciate it. The offer is there. Come and join us. Um, as I said before, if it's just about um, agreeing with what I'm saying or, you know, further in that point, I can hear you. Thanks for that. But I really would like to hear from people that would like to come on and actually disagree with what I say. Here's the opportunity. Here is the chance. Links in the description to join the StreamYard. Um, you can go and do that there. So make sure uh, you go and do that. I'll go on for a bit longer. I'll give them 10 minutes. Shall we say 10 minutes? I think 10 minutes is probably fair. 10 minutes is probably a fair amount of time for the, you know, for the, the haters to come on. Um, let's see what they've got to say for themselves. Um, let's go to, Asif says, Vieira wasn't great, but I feel it's just a case of him playing more games. He'll come good next season. Uh, again, I agree with you. Uh, I think it's certainly going to be a situation where a season of transition is what's ultimately affecting him. Um, and I think he will be better next season. He's not played regularly as well. You've got to think about that. If you come into a new team, new league, a new everything, um, things are going to take time to adjust. So I think that's why we're seeing what we're seeing from Vieira. Um, scrolling down, um, crying, laughing faces from Jay in the chat, but not seeing him pop up in StreamYard. Um, so hopefully, uh, that's uh, where is the link? The link's if you refresh your screen, uh, mate, the link is in the description. If you indeed think that Arsenal need to raise their standards, um, let's go to uh, Ethan says, Can you read my super chats while you're at it? Yeah, sorry, Ethan, I've been distracted. Um, it was a fitting end to our Europa League adventure. Sour getting into it, sour getting out of it. Cheer up, everyone. Five points clear, absolutely. Um, Melin says, Let's look at it this way. We didn't lose despite the quality of sporting and playing Vieira for 180 minutes. Uh, we've covered Vieira being sacked, by the way. Patrick Vieira being sacked from Crystal Palace. Uh, we have indeed covered that. Uh, Yomi says, Tom, Porto fans are telling us to relax and give Fabio time. Are they seeing what Arsenal fans are missing? As I said, if you want to go back and watch, you know, the compilations of what Fabio Vieira did last season, I definitely would encourage you to reaffirm that faith that you had. Um, uh, let me throw the link into here and then people can see it in the chat box. So there you go. Uh, Triggy says, how Vieira stats compare to Erdegaard's loan spell? Um, I'll try and find that out for you. I won't be able to do that right now, but I'll certainly try and find that out for you. Um, let's go to <laughs> Carl, Tom versus the Inbetweeners. <laughs> Who will win? The Inbetweeners is a good way, I think, of actually describing those that still find themselves with question marks about this manager and about the standards of Arsenal Football Club. Man, if only you knew what the standards of this football club are. Uh, Joe House says, thought Reese Nelson was poor. Do you think that he has a place? Um, yeah, I didn't think he was poor. I didn't think Nelson was poor at all. Um, I thought he had some really good moments in the game, actually. So that's that's a bit strange. Um, let's go to Akamal says, any predictions slash suggestion of who might be Palace's new manager? Jesse Marsh is out there and available. Nearly joined Southampton. Um, trying to think of anything else. 
I've not seen Jay, by the way, pop up. Jay's not anywhere. Um, I don't no, no one's popped up. Uh, will uh, more than a wheelchair. Um, the link is I've put into the chat box now. Not yet seen pop up. Christian, I've not seen pop up in the in the thing either. So at the moment, no one there. The talk, the, the talk's clicking. <laughs> the clock's ticking uh, on the time that we're going to have left on this one. So make sure, you know, if you think that the standards of this club need to be higher, come and tell me. Come and tell me. Um, Phil Ad says, Tom, I do think we need to get more athleticism in central midfield. We just lack complete control in games without Partey. Bringing in Caicedo and Rice is a must. Caicedo is going to be very tough. Rice, I agree with. I think Rice is going to do that. Um, I think right, having Rice in the team um, is going to be something that gives us that extra quality. Um, we have a guest uh, joining us. Chris. How are you doing, Chris? You okay, my friend? Yes, I'm all right. Thanks to you. Flattering angle, you could have put yourself in there. <laughs> mate, you okay? Yeah, not bad, are you? Yeah, not bad, mate, not bad. Tell, tell me how you're feeling. Obviously, you've joined us. I'm assuming you think the club needs to raise its standards. Um, Actually, I'm not bothered about the Europa League at all, personally. It's all about the Premiership for me. Um, It's not so much the league need to do their standards. It's more the fans need to stop thinking we're entitled. But... I hate this all uh, top fan chat we always get as well, where fans always think they're better than other fans, etc. Yeah. Um, you know, I was disappointed we didn't get decent up front in January because Eddie's not the answer. But it's more the fans than the actual club. It's more the arguing with the fans that I don't like. Tell me like a line that one of the fans would have said that you feel that you disagree with. Well, I can't stand it when I hear, like I said, when I hear top, I'm a top fan. That annoys right. me. Or when I hear, do you go to the Emirates? I go every week. Oh, I disagree with that. That's I silly. hate yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm disabled and I will not go to London. I hate going yeah. there. I hate the tube being disabled. I hate going to the Emirates because I'm disabled. Mm. Mm. So I just watch everything on TV and pay a lot of money to watch it on TV. Mm. But when I hear top fans, that's what gets me. It's not the team, it's the fans for me. Chris, can you message me privately about um, your experience as a disabled fan, actually? Because I'm very interested to hear kind of some of your criticisms. But we can do that privately as well. Yeah, so yeah. You know my socials as well. Um, in terms of in terms of the, the top fan thing, I don't see – I don't know where that – I've not seen that personally. You know, I see what you mean when you said about um, the – uh, what you said about, you know, uh, I go to games and stuff, and so therefore I, I mean more, my, my opinion means more, I'm a bigger fan than you. I agree with you. It's ridiculous, you know. Yeah. Anyone who watches a game over in Australia that can't go to games, anyone who watches one here, anyone who's disabled like yourself and can't get access to the games, you, everyone is as much as a fan as anyone else and is entitled to their opinion as much as anyone else. They could be questioned on it, and I certainly think we've done that this morning. <laughs> but, I, yeah, the, the idea that anyone's opinion is worth more than one another is silly because anyone's an Arsenal fan in my book is an Arsenal fan unless you want Arsenal to lose then that kind of puts you in a different position but yeah the top fan thing I, I've not necessarily seen that unless that's what you're describing fans that say that they are more of a fan than someone else I've not I've not personally yeah. seen it it's, but... it's other channels that I see where they say this whole top fan thing I just don't mm. get it yeah, I mean, anyone who's saying that they're more of a fan than someone else is a bit of a loser, to be honest. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like there's a competition yeah. to who loves Arsenal the most. 
Yeah, exactly. What do you make about this argument, though? That I mean, obviously, I've, I've called out the, the 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 keyboard warriors, if we will. Fair play to you, Chris, for coming on. By the way, um, those that say we need to raise our standards as a club because we've gone out of the Europa League and people are turning around and saying, "Well, it's really disappointing," but we've got we're at the top of the table right now. We're going for the league, and there are a lot of actual benefits to falling out of this competition. What do you make of people that have, have said that? Um. Again, I don't get it because it's only the Europa League. It's not like a Champions League, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, most fans didn't even want to be in the Europa League. and didn't care about it. And they all moaned and groaned when we first got yeah. put in the Europa League. So I don't see why the big deal, because at the end of the day, we should be, we should be yes, we, we want to win both, but the Premiership's where we've got the best chance at the minute, really. Yeah, so absolutely. I don't get it. I just don't get yeah, people. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's necessarily, obviously, about degrading a competition in the sense of saying it doesn't matter, because I think it does. And obviously, having a European yeah. trophy would have been great. And I would love to have seen us get the Europa League at the end of the season, because I think it would have ended the whole hoo-boo about, you know, the fact that we don't win European competitions. But if, the, if, if being out of this competition will then give us a better chance to win the league at the end of the season, you know, and you offered me that and said, if you, and I think I said that in January, I think I remember doing a show right back in January where I said, if you said to me right now, you can go out of your cup competitions in the FA Cup and the Europa League, and I can guarantee you that your title challenge will go right into the last day and that you've got a great chance of winning. I would have taken it. I would have bitten your arm off yeah. for that. Too you? right. Oh God. Yeah. I would. Mm. <laughs> I mean, if we can't win the Premier League, the only other thing I really care about winning is the FA Cup. Yeah, like I, I mean, I know you shouldn't be great, like you said, but it's it's Premier League, FA Cup, then the Europa League for me. Whereas yeah, if you're in the Champions League, it would be the Premiership, the Champions League, then the FA Cup. Really? So you'd rather win the Premier League than the Champions League? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I I agree with you. Um, I I do put it a higher as a higher accolade. I think it's a much harder competition, a much more prestigious competition. The thing with Arsenal, of course, is that we've not won it, so there's that kind of that element to the Champions League, which I know fans yeah. would love to see. But yeah, but Chris, I really appreciate you know having the front to jump on the show and put your points across. I really appreciate it, mate. Thank you very much. Do message me privately, by the way, Chris. I'd love to hear I your will. thoughts around those those issues. Thank you, mate. Really thank appreciate you. it. Bye. No worries, mate. Have a good one. Massive thank you to Chris. Um, don't see anyone else. <laughs> You'll be surprised to know that the keyboard warriors have not uh, turned up. Chris teaching them a good lesson about what it takes to come and show up on the channel. And if you can put your words where your mouth is, where, where they usually come from. So you wouldn't think it would be too tricky. Apparently, it's a little bit easier um, to, to type in a keyboard than it is to jump on the show. Um, there was another Super Chat, I think, from Ethan. I did just say a comment from him saying, please uh, donate my Super Chats to Jay uh, to get a, a camera and a microphone. <laughs> uh, let's scroll up because I know that there was – I know I've missed it. Is this it? Yes. Uh, Ethan says, I wasn't looking forward to facing Palace because of Vieira. Now they can get stuffed. Let's relegate the lemons. <laughs> Justice for Vieira. Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, Wilson joins us now. Wilson, how are you doing? I'm good, as usual. Um, I have to say, obviously, I'm very disappointed. Mm. Absolutely gutted um, of going out of the Europa League. It's sporting! Sporting! Oh, <laughs> I, I can't say that I do, because I sat here on the channel and said... They're probably the team that I wanted to face, so I've got a bit of egg on my face in terms of that. But you know, we're wrong about things. But what what have you got? Have you got thoughts on this argument that Arsenal need to raise their standards? It's, it's oh, it, that's a good question, actually, because 
to be fair, we yeah. have been doing. I mean, question. terrible question. <laughs> well, well, to be fair, I feel that we are. To be fair, we've done well this season. To be fair, mm. we're top of the league. And in the past, some Arsenal fans didn't really care about Europa League and all of that. Then now, all of a sudden, there's a bit of a moan from some Arsenal fans last night saying, "Oh, why are you chopping and changing?" Well, hang on a hang on a minute. When other teams were in Champions League, they they've been changing some of their players as well. So we got. I mean, I mean, you know, it's just really it's a tough one for me to call because. I mean, you know, it would have been great for us to, you know, to win both. It's very difficult to do that. It's not easy to win two, two, two trophies in one season because there's other decent teams out there. So that's where I stand, if I'm honest. I'm disappointed, but, yeah. but, but now is the time the players got to bounce back. We've got a great chance to win the league. And there's, I mean, we, do, we, we need to keep our, our heads up. There's no point... Of, Point of moaning now. We just got to. We just got to. Got to keep it moving, basically. You can also tell that this is an early morning phone-in show with Wilson in his dressing gown. Love that, mate. That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get one. I need to get an Arsenal dressing gown. I think that would complete the look for the eight AM show. I need an Arsenal dressing gown. That would be fantastic. <laughs> Any final thoughts, Wilson, on on the title race and what our ambitions are this season? As far as I'm concerned, I feel like the title. Is in Arsenal's hands at the moment. We've got a decent lead. I feel like that five-point buffer could be quite significant from now towards the end of the season. Um, the only thing I'm a little bit worried about, we, you know, you know, we are on decent form now. We've got to cut out for mistakes as well. We've got to start games quickly. We we have to do that from now to the end of the season. You know, I feel like the titles in Arsenal's hands. We've got to keep our momentum going, bounce back against Palace, which I expect us to win against Palace, if I'm honest with you, um, due, uh, due to their managerial situation. And um, we've got to keep going and, and we need to be calm. Even though City are putting, well, I think if we beat Palace, we're like, we're like, eight, we're like eight points clear of Man City, that's going to put even more pressure on City. There's no excuses, Tom. None at all. Uh, yeah, no. Look, if if we now fall away in the league um, and Arsenal suddenly crumble, look, we're I'll be, be fuming. Criticisms at the end of the season because that's unacceptable. Because you can't fall away. You've got to have bigger. You know, you've got to have the mentality. You've got to have the the front you've and the character the, as well. You have to have that. Before. Yeah, thank you. It was yeah, definitely. We've got to have the character to be able to now respond to to this defeat. And if we don't then that's something that we'll be certainly being critical of at the end of the season. The issues for me is is people turning around. I think one of the first messages we had from Jay was that, you know, we're incapable of being critical. That's certainly not where we're at. And there's lots Come of things on, about, that I'm critical about. Vieira, not good enough. You know, that was certainly one of those. That's but, not that, that, that's not Vieira's fault, though, because when, when I've watched Vieira several times last night, he wasn't that bad. He wasn't that bad at all. Like again, yeah. like 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 Reese Nelson as well. One person in the comments is saying he was poor. I mean, I mean, what on earth what, what was that person smoking over there? I mean, Nelson wasn't that bad. Oh dear, dear, dear. Sorry, Tommy. I think there's ultimate. There was that moment from Vieira where he did that back heel in the box that he gave the ball away. 
And I oh, think that moment will stick in a lot of people's minds and that will kind of cloud potentially the whole performance. But, you know, I did think that he was fairly poor, but I do think that there, it is all about obviously seeing him improve um, and seeing that transition. Wilson, thank you for your time and jumping on. Really appreciate the 8am attire. Much appreciate that. I'll speak to you soon. See you around, Tom. Have a good one, mate. See you later. You Pleasure. Massive appreciation to Wilson uh, for jumping on on that as well. Um, let's see. Uh, John is one of our biggest critics. John, I again, like Jay, I invite you onto the show. I know that you enjoy typing in our chat box, but if you've got your criticisms, if you've got your, your thoughts that are different to mine, please jump onto the show. Come and have a chat. Tell me why I'm wrong about certain things. I'd love to hear from you. Um, let's go to, uh, in the chat box, go says poor and not that bad. When does that, what does that mean? <laughs> but not that bad. I guess what's the difference between poor and not that bad. If you're poor, it means you've done a lot of bad things. I suppose if you're not that bad, you've kind of had an average performance. I suppose that's probably just another way of saying it's fairly average performance. Not that bad. Poor, you've, you've had a negative display. Then that's the difference between the two. Um, Yasin says, like Super Kev, good friend of the show. Make sure you subscribe to the Hybrid Squad if you're not already. Uh, has been saying all along yesterday, the blame should be put on the players. Arteta put in a strong team and we should have done better. That's, that's I think, the best way of assessing this. That team was more than good enough to beat Sporting Club de Portugal um, last night. There, there is nothing extra. And if you want to talk about in-game management as a reason, I mean, we lost two of our substitutions in the first 30 minutes. You know, I, I don't necessarily look at... Uh, if, if you're putting the finger at Arteta, uh, as Omar is doing satirically, we should add. <laughs> Omar, get on here. Get on this show now. Put your, <laughs> come talk to me, mate. Um, Mike says, you'll feel better when you remember that Wenger's early teams were also terrible in the Europa League. Yeah, they were. Uh, it's very true as well. It's that, it's that experience, isn't it? Building up that, um, building up that competition. Um, Neil says, nothing wrong with team selection. I'm just peeved that we keep getting put out of Europe too easily. It is annoying, isn't it? I'm not going to turn around and say that you shouldn't be annoyed about that. It's frustrating. It's really, really frustrating. Um, very much so indeed. John's his third time Arteta has underachieved in Europe. Is that a problem? It's a problem at the moment because I think we need to see improvement, John. Um, but are you still Arteta out, John? Because I know that you've wanted Arteta out for a long time. Are you still out Arteta out now? Do let me know in the chat box. Uh, VL, Omar is not serious. <laughs> Trust me. I know the guy. He's definitely not serious. Um, Rich says, Tom, do you think we need more competition for Ramsdale? I like him a lot, but that goal last night doesn't reflect brilliant... Again, I don't. I think that's harsh. I think that the goal goes in whether or not Ramsdale's on his line or not. By the way, the one-on-one save from Marcus Edwards, mad save, mad save. I want to point to you that save. I want to point to you the save that he makes against Uatara against Bournemouth. And I want to point to you the save that he makes against Villa uh, and Leon Bailey in the last moments of that game. Aaron Ramsdale is a very good goalkeeper. A very young goalkeeper still, but a very, very good goalkeeper. Distribution, really good as well. One of the best. And I thought I saw, I think, um, I don't know if it was James, uh, it was either Cookie or James of AFTV. Um, two Jameses with their own connections with AFTV. Um, making it difficult to remember which one it was. But one of the, it might, I think it was James on AFTV now, said, if you think that Ramsdale's not good enough, Name me five goalkeepers better that you think we could buy. Name me five goalkeepers that you think we could buy that would improve on Ramsdale. And I don't think you could. 
I don't think you could. Um, Godspeedy6 says, has Ramsdale ever saved a pen since he's been here? Um, did Petr Cech save one against Watford? And I think that might have been it. I think that might have been it. Plus, we haven't really conceded that many penalties with Ramsdale between the sticks. Not too many at all. So he's not even had that many chances. Uh, Mike Magnon from, from AC Milan J is probably the only one out there at the moment. Um, I think Magic Mike, as Jules uh, Jules Laurent calls him, I think uh, he's probably the only one. But if you're saying that we should go out and spend a silly amount of money, which is what it would cost to to, to bring in uh, Magnon to replace Ramsdale, which is just certainly not uh, an area that we are looking to invest that amount of money in, uh, I just don't think that's... uh, that's a, a realistic expectation. Um, Rich says, fair point, Tom. I wasn't thinking of replacing him, though. Just getting a better backer. I know you were. I was just kind of, that argument was coming up. Dan says, though, I totally disagree with you, Tom. If Ramsdale stays in his penalty box, uh, he recovers very fast. Save that goal. Uh, not to talk about staying on his line. I'm not sure that he does. And to be honest, there is also part of the whole idea that the reason why he's on the edge of the box is because the same reason why Victor Valdez was always near the halfway line for Barcelona is because the players consider him the 11th man on the outfield team as well. He has to be available for those short passes from the centre-backs. And let's be honest, the statistics, the XG behind that potential goal are mad tiny. Silly tiny. Like the, the odds are so small that that ever happens that it's not something that I think will be hanging over Ramsdale's future. Uh, Mike joining us uh, in a much better time for him in Australia. Mike, how are you doing, my friend? I'm good, Tom. I'm very well. It's, uh, yeah, it's uh, on 5 p.m. in the afternoon. It's very social. Unlike are this you coming morning, to tell me so... I'm an idiot? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm just feeling, about... Uh, I'm just... Well, yeah, look, obviously gutted. I think we were on the receiving end of a freaky goal. Their keeper was inspired, and it was just one of those days. I think another day that's 4 1. Arteta's a genius, and all the fan base is not going mental on on, uh, on social media. Um, I think that any criticism of, of, of Ramsdale is insane in terms of how good he's been this year, how freaky that goal was, and and also. As you've already said, to actually find someone who even comes close to him as a replacement would be would be just so difficult to find. So, um, and I don't, I, I didn't see many people. The, the the other thing that obviously happened after the game was that was that of course then Arteta comes in for some major flack in terms of who he picked and what the starting eleven was. And yeah, I didn't see that before the game kicked off. In fact, the reverse was the case. Many people were happy with the degree of strength that 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 was there while still resting some of the um some if you if you like of the more regular first 11 so um to me gutted though i am it's one of those days which is one of those days and, and and we can't expect everything to go with us in every game and um yeah bring on the bring, bring on the, the league we need to raise our standards, Mike. Oh, I think our standards are fantastic at the moment. The, the whole club is 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 batting from the same wicket. They're singing the same, whichever cliche you want to use, singing from the same song sheet. The togetherness uh, from from top to uh, top to bottom is just is just there for all to see. And of course, this this season has has included the fan base 
which hasn't been seen to that degree for for many years. I think the standards, if the standards are the desire, the passion, the work, and the uh, and the commitment to to take us where we want to be, those are the standards we should be adhering to. And as far as I can see, that's what's happening. Um, does that mean we win every game? No, it doesn't. Does it mean we're going to be competing for the Premier League? Absolutely. And going forward, and that's what we want as a club. We want to see continuous progression. We want to see, uh, we want to see a team that is proud to wear that shirt with the badge on it. Uh, and I, that's what I see week in, week out. Uh, that doesn't mean we haven't got work to do. Of course we do. But but having work to do doesn't mean your standards are low. Uh, I just think that's a nonsense argument. Yeah, so do I. Um, I think that if the expectation around Arsenal is that the standards have to be, we have to win every trophy, that's where you want to get to as a club, where your target is winning as many titles and trophies as you can. But if we're being honest, you know, the idea that we were ever going to be in a Premier League title race this season was ludicrous. Like, absolutely ludicrous that anyone ever thought that we were going to be in a title race this season, other than those inside the club, ironically, who were the ones saying, we want to go for a title this season. You know, Outside of the club, we were going, yeah, we'd love that. Don't get me wrong. But if we're looking at things and we're looking at where we're going along this process, Champions League qualification was where we were looking at. But to be where we are this season is is mad. I mean, I'm trying to look at things in a positive way, obviously, Mike, as I always try and do and try to look things more in the optimistic side of things, whilst, of course, being grounded enough to accept the the negatives. I mean, let's let's talk about negatives for the benefit of those that love hearing negative things. What were your (laughs) drawbacks last night? In terms of performance, I know the obvious thing is to say the injuries were really bad, but in terms of the performance, yeah. what weren't you so happy with? Uh, I was unhappy with very little, to be honest. I, I think we could. I think the top three possibly weren't as sharp as you would have hoped. Uh, I thought those who came on to replace him, I thought Holding did a did a great job. But Jorginho's came in for some stick. He played that peach of a ball through to Martinelli, which created the first goal. Um, we, I, I, I'm finding it hard. Maybe the intensity wasn't there. Maybe we let them come on to us perhaps a little too much. We, we didn't seem to press quite as high uh, as we would normally do. Um, but, but outside of that, outside of that, it was, um, yeah, it, it, it was. Maybe the confidence uh, when Sporting came out was quite hard and, and appeared to be making some inroads. Maybe the confidence suffered a little bit. So maybe it's 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 we're still we're still work in progress in terms of having that belief uh, that we can do it every game in every situation, uh, and that's not surprising. I think I think we've we've come come forward leaps and bounds in terms of in terms of that, but we're still. Like any team, if things aren't going your way, then it's bound to just give you a little bit of a wobble. And I think we saw that on a couple of occasions last night. I don't think there was any performance from any specific player that you could point at and say, no, that wasn't that wasn't good. So but but maybe just a little lack of intensity and maybe just sitting back a little bit when we could have pushed uh pushed higher. Um yeah. that, that's possibly I what I would point point the finger at, but yeah, I, I think in both fixtures, we allowed them way too much respect. Um, mm. And I think that we allowed them to play their counter-attacking game. Um, 
And I really wanted to see Tierney start this one as well, as I thought that yeah. Zinchenko was our biggest vulnerability in the away leg. They really did kind of get my... I know that Gabriel started, which made things better for us, but I kind of wanted to see Tierney. I mean, he must feel... If I have a critic, I do have a criticism in the sense that I do feel as though if you're managing your squad, the, the, the treatment of Tierney, I have a few question marks. Is that, do you think I'm, am I being harsh there? No, no, I think that's, I think that's perfectly, uh, I think that's perfectly reasonable. I would, I would actually, um, I would actually say that's fair. I expected to see Tierney and wouldn't have minded to see Tierney come on instead of Ziggy, perhaps, perhaps sometime in that second half, just to give us, um, just to see if it would make a difference. Um, because I don't think Zinni was at his best um, for some of that game. And um, so, so I'm not, I'm really not sure what's happening with Tierney. I, I think he he still has a lot to offer this club. And and, and at the moment, he just feels as though he's not, um, uh, he's not been given that possibly the chance to, that, that that he would deserve, but also the chance to give Zinchenko a little bit of a breather as well. I mean, obviously, that that's not a bad thing. I think Arteta's managed as best he could with the resources he had, uh, whatever rotation he could do to keep people fairly fit uh, or very fit. If you listen to uh, Ten Hag, of course, because we haven't had any injury, injuries this, this season. Yeah. Um, and I mean, don't, and I don't want people to take away that I'm not gutted by this. I'm absolutely at, at, at six a.m. when it all finished, I, I was absolutely destroyed. Um, yeah, but um, I think there's having that few hours just to step back and, and, and just see it, perhaps without all of the emotion, um, has just helped sort of temper it a little bit. If that makes sense. It does. Yeah. Mike, thank you for your time. I've got another guest I'm going to bring on in a second as well, but I really appreciate you jumping on as always. Always a pleasure to speak with you. Likewise, Tom. You got, you you take care and, and good show, mate. Keep it. Thanks, fellas. Speak to you soon. Have a Cheers, good day. Buddy. See ya. See ya. Much thanks to Mike. Uh, let's bring on our next guest. Uh, I'm going to, I'm hoping my now, I'm going to try and not butcher your name. Uh, <laughs> here we go. Here's the challenge. Fuad joins us now. Have I done that? Have I done it just Yeah, mate. Yeah, perfect, mate. Two eggs, perfect. Yeah, you've always did it so well. So you made last yeah, night, mate. People struggle. Yeah, no, no, you're good. No, thanks for having me on, mate. Pleasure, my friends. Tell me where your head's at and why you've decided to come on. Well, I've decided to come on because I've got the time now because my missus and the wife are out, so I've got the time to uh, go on and uh, yeah, and I work from home. Oh, this week I'm working from home, so I will give it a chat. Um, but no, I think I'm not here to. I'm not, I don't. I, I actually agree with everything that you, most things that you say. So, not not when days I come here to argue anything. Like that. I just feel like um, you know what I think. In the back of my head is. Are you using your AirPods because it's quite um, muffled? Oh, if you take oh, if you disconnect yeah, your AirPods, yeah. play it out loud. You might get better sound through that. Can you hear me now? That's much better. Much better. Yeah. So, sorry about that. That's right. Yeah. So um. <laughs> no, um, I, I just you know what it is. It's because my, in the back of my head, I, I think Man United will end up winning the the Europa League, mm. and then and then they'll probably end up finishing third, winning the Europa League and uh and uh, and uh, and Caraba, Caraba Cup as well. And that's going to be ah, uh, we ain't going to hear the end of it if uh, if they do that. And, we win the uh, league, mate. No, that's the thing. If we win the league, nothing else matters. But I do I do think that um we need to learn how to 
control games better. As I said to you on the chat, I think that we need to be able to uh, control it better when party is not there because we do lack the athleticism. They were what they were they were going 100 miles an hour, and we just lack the legs in midfield definitely. And I just think that we need to bring in a Rice or a Casado or somebody that can be able to control it when party is not there. But uh, I'm I'm you know I think that we can uh, we can definitely um, win it now. I think. It's not a guarantee. The thing is, it's not a guarantee that we're going to end up winning the league now when we're not in any cups. So that's the thing. But it, it does gives gives us a better chance as well. Um, and I think that we can. Uh, yeah, I just think that we can. We can. We need. To, we, don't think we need to win it, but I think that we can. We should be able to get a better chance of winning it. I just and I just feel that yeah, we need to. Um, we need to win it now because it's going to be. It's going to be a bit bit deflating if we end up finishing second. For me personally, I don't know about how you guys feel. Yeah, it would obviously be absolutely gutting, you know. And the same last season, where not well, we were just looking last season to get back into Europe, and the idea of a Champions League qualification was a little bit further off what we were expecting. But we nearly did it, and even though we went further than yeah. we thought, it was a disappointment because we didn't get there. And then this season, competing for a title was beyond our wildest dreams. You know, people were looking, you know, three, four years in the future, maybe we'll have a squad to be able to compete with Man City. We've done it in three full seasons under Arteta, yeah. and we'll still end up disappointed if we finish second because that's the nature of football. That's the nature of the sport. That's that's what yeah. we put ourselves into. And whilst maybe a, a couple of months I'll reflect back on this season if we were to finish second and think, wow, you know, what an achievement to, yeah. to progress what we have. And I'm feeling really good about the upcoming season now based upon what we did this season. But it will still feel like a disappointment. You know, I think that... Yeah. All the pressure obviously increases because you're outside of now European competition and cup competitions. Man City yeah. is still in the FA Cup. They're still in the Champions League. They're going to have, you know, potentially six, eight, even 10 more games than us now this season. Whilst we've got 11, they could have 21. So, you know, it's it's going to be very... They could end up playing double the amount of games we're now in the end of the campaign. It's very possible that that could... Well, maybe not double, but very close to double the amount of games that they would play right now. And so that, I think, is obviously what we've got to look at. And if we don't, if we can't take advantage of that, then there is obviously, I think, going to be some questions. I think the answer will be that Man City's squad overall yeah. and broadly is stronger, but yeah. where we've tried to rotate. Would you make the argument that we should have played a, a stronger team? John in the chat box is saying that we should have started Odegaard and Partey. Um, what do you think? No, I think uh, I don't. No, I think we had a strong enough team to be able to beat Sporting. I've got to say quickly about Sporting. I'm really, really impressed about them. I'm surprised they're fourth yeah. in the in the in the Sporting League. And um, Ruben Amram is a. I reckon he'll be the next Tottenham Spurs manager. Actually, yeah, yeah he could he, be. The way he plays is, is very suited to what uh, Spurs want to play. Uh, I reckon that um, he'll be he'll get a, a Premiership. Probably would have been Wolves, but now Wolves have got a manager now because he's Portuguese. But yeah. no, no. Quickly on that, I, I, we played a strong enough team to be. We can't. We have to let some of these players, these you know, second team players, sort of get get some game minutes. Otherwise, when are they going to get any minutes? They're not going to get any from now until until the end of May. I, I, you know, touch wood, we don't get any injuries. We're not, we're not they're not going to get any any minutes or much minutes. So they either get the minutes now or they're not going to get it at all. And you know, you want to try and bring bring a balance to it as well and, and get some some of the second string play, um, players to get some minutes as well. Because they're obviously, if they're going, they're thinking, well, if we're not going to get minutes now, then yeah, there's no chance we're going to get any at all. So I think there's a bit of harmony as well, where you have to bring in, bring in these Jorginhos, bring in like you know the, the other the other kind of second team players, and give them some minutes as well, starting minutes, just not just apart from coming on off the bench. So yeah, we have a squad, use it. So but now they're not going to get any minutes, and that's going to be full on 
our first team throughout for the next six, six, seven weeks now. Yeah, I mean, the expectation is really that Ramsdale, White, Saliba, when he's back fit, hopefully soon, Gabriel, yeah. Zinchenko, Partey, Xhaka, Odegaard, Saka, Jesus, Martinelli is going to be our team unless there's any injuries between now and the end of the season. And, you know, at the start of the campaign, when that was the team that we were using, um, yeah. we were, that's, that's where we got to the top of the table. That's why we got the, the lead at the top. So you'd hope that they would be able to do it now. The hope is obviously we've got this international break coming up. Are you, what concerns have you got? Well, you know, Partey's going off to play for Ghana. I think Zinchenko's probably going to go to play for um, yeah. Ukraine. Um, I think that Saliba's been called up, but it depends on, obviously, his, his injury situation. Ramsdale, Saka going off to play for England. Yeah. Um, Trossard will be off to play for Belgium. Erdogan will be off to play for Norway. Xhaka, Switzerland. Have you got concerns at all about the international break? You've always got concerns. I mean, the, the one name that springs to mind is always Party. Yeah. I think Party is the one that's going to have to... Um, I really hope, it, you know, <laughs> nothing happens because, yeah, if anything happens to him, then, yeah, it's... Yeah, it's not good. So I that's the only one. I mean, what are you gonna do? Every, you know, it's not just us that's got players coming going on in the nationals, it's everyone else. You know, city players are gonna have everyone else is gonna be in the same boat. So it's nothing much we can do, just hope that they come back um fit and ready and then finish off the rest of the rest of the campaign. And I will and I will say one thing, I'm a bit not peed off, but I, with with um uh Tommy Tommy Asu, like, I I just I don't think he's it was unfortunate what happened to him about the knee. You know, he just, you know, he got dummy that he shifted and his knee buckled or whatever happened. Now I just don't know what happens if uh, White gets out, touch weed, doesn't get injured or suspended. We don't really have a, a right back to cover him from now until the end of the season. So that's one thing I, I'm a bit concerned about, if I'm honest. Um, just have to hope that White stays fit and doesn't get, um, yeah, get any injuries. Um uh, and now one 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 thing as well, I will say that Zinchenko yesterday had a pretty poor game, and and I was just going back to the Kirantini, and I thought Kirantini should have had maybe because we had the two quick subs earlier on that we couldn't do it, but I thought Zinchenko was giving the giving away the oh. ball too much, and he was getting exposed a lot by Trincao on on the left hand side, and I thought okay maybe it's a good time to put Kirantini on the left because he's more of a width fullback, and he could have controlled more Trincao, and not to put him on at all, I thought was a bit yeah. Baffling, to be honest. I, I mean, I think the injury stopped him from coming on, but yeah, yeah, not starting him. I don't really understand. No, I really don't understand the not start. I, I think that, that my criticism of Arteta at the moment is the handling of Kieran Tierney. I think it. it I think there is something to be said. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes. No. Of course, there could be things going on. I know that there were talks between him and the manager recently. Smith Rowe obviously okay. not getting a start in this game either. Um, it's it, you know I think there are some questions to be had about the Tierney situation, but without yeah. knowing all the facts, it's very difficult. Of, yeah, course, of course, and we can only speculate. But for thank you so much for your time and jumping on, and appreciate your, your loyal listenership. I always see you in the chat box, so thank no, you no, for that. Of course, mate. Anytime. Cheers for having me. Have a good one, fella. Speak to you soon. You too, mate. Bye. See you later. Wow, we've gone over an hour on a morning show that I said that I got up really late and was shattered for. Um, Thank you to everybody that's listened. Uh, really appreciate your time. Um, I'm not going to go back to bed now. I'm going to go write an article <laughs> um, this morning, which is going to be great. I'm not even working today, and I'm going to write an article because I spoke to one of the players after the game, and I need to get that up and out. So, uh, yes, looking forward to to getting that ready and published. I will be back 
tomorrow morning uh, at 8 a.m. There probably won't be a show Saturday, uh, Sunday morning because I'm out Saturday night in London uh, at a drum and bass gig, which I'm very much looking forward to. Um, and I am going to be in London, staying over and then going straight to the Crystal Palace game. So I don't think there is going to be an 8 a.m. show. Maybe there will be. Maybe there won't be. No promises. But tomorrow there will be. Um, I'm not sure if there's going to be a podcast tonight. I may get some people to come and have a chat. But I did a really long show for you this morning. Um, we tried to get the haters on people. We had some fantastic guests come on and give their thoughts and opinions. So a massive big up to everybody that did jump into the show today and give their thoughts on the game. Um, stay positive, people. You know, we have now got 11 cup finals between now and the end of the season. Um, and an opportunity that is beyond our wildest dreams of wherever we thought um, we could achieve. Um, and that is is massive for us. So stay positive. Enjoy your weekends. Man City don't play in the league, of course. Um, and we've got a Crystal Palace on Sunday. Real shame about Patrick Vieira. Uh, I thought he was doing a good job. I know that he is, is record in, in the league this in 2023 has not been good enough. Palace haven't been good enough. So I have, you know, I do understand why they've let him go. But uh, we just got to hope there's not a new manager bounce on Sunday now. It is always the way that teams get rid of their managers right before they play Arsenal is just what happens. Um, but yeah, let us know in the comment section down below your thoughts. What could have Arteta done differently? Do you feel as though things could have gone a different way if we'd have made certain decisions? Or do you think now that being out of the Europa League is a big benefit to our league title challenge uh, and the benefits that come with that? Thank you for listening. Drop a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel if you are indeed new around here with those notifications on. So you never miss a show. Have a fantastic evening, day and morning. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.